0: episode 21 the I am your friend podcast Uh, another solo episode today uh, because my life is fucking insane dog Uh, things are crazy for me right now but I just wanted to do a little check-in probably won't be too long of an episode because I literally don't have the time Um, things are nuts right now uh, mainly with post prom my band Uh, things are ramping up for the release of our new album We just announced that last week. Uh, If you've been following along with the podcast, uh, you've heard me talk about it for sure. September 17th, uh, Who You Pretend To Be, the debut album from Post Prom, is going to be out. Uh, I hope you check it out. We have one single out right now uh, called Glass, and it's been doing really well. Uh, The response has actually been super overwhelming. Uh, Just to see everybody sharing it and the texts I've been getting and... uh, the feedback we've been getting has just been really awesome. Uh, and but let's see, this will be out Thursday, so I'm recording this Tuesday. Um, so if you're listening to this Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, uh, we're playing Good Bar in Buffalo this Saturday uh, for people listening in Buffalo. Uh, it's our first show back uh, in over a year and a half, and it's I'm super excited. Uh, I feel like I kind of got the nerves out. When uh, the Bliquely 2 cover band I play in did a show, I was definitely super nervous for that. as my first performance back, but that was amazing, uh, and it was really fun, and I'm super excited for, for the show this week, so I hope to see a bunch of you there. Uh, and also, by the time—actually, so this will be out Thursday. Friday, we're going to be putting on another song, so uh, if you're listening to this Thursday, that's a fun little sneak peek that you got. Um, so the song Headrest is coming out on Friday with another music video. Uh, that we did ourselves we filmed it this past sunday uh so yeah so my life has just been nuts because we've been filming music videos and and getting ready to release the album and and announcing a bunch of stuff and trying to get a sh- release show together which i'm not sure is going to happen or trying to figure out something uh so there's just a bunch going on there uh tour managing super american in the fall which you've also heard me talk about and super american's getting ready to release their album too so i've kind of been part of that with them a little bit Uh, Went to Fredonia with them on Friday uh, and they played in the basement of the house that my friends used to live at, which uh, they call the North Pole Strip Club uh, just to keep instead of just calling it the address uh, so that, you know, that's not just posted on the Internet, but it's a, a house that my friends lived at in Fredonia that they would have shows in the basement. Uh, and it was super special to go back there with super American and, and watch them play and see that there's still a bunch of kids there that, that will get hot and sweaty in a basement, uh, to see a band play. So that was super cool to see and witness and super American fucking killed it. They sound so good. Um, if you get a chance to see them on the tour coming up, uh, definitely check them out. Cause I was even like, I mean, they're my friends, and even in the packed basement, you know, in Fredonia, I'm watching them play, and I'm just like, was blown away by their performance. It was, it was awesome. Uh, and they played their full album front to back. Uh, and it's, it's really good. The songs on it are, are phenomenal. So, uh, a bunch of exciting stuff happening as far as Buffalo music goes. Uh, and I am grateful to be a part of it. Going back to Fredonia was super fun, though. Um, Going to that show, obviously, was great and it was special and, and nostalgic for me. Uh, and I was with uh, Dan McCormick. Shout out Dan. Uh, he's playing in Super American and one of my closest friends in the world. And he lived at that house and was part of you know the crew that started having shows there years ago. So it was cool to be back there with him uh, to see that they're still doing it. Shout out all the kids that live in that house. They're all super cool uh, and they're doing the fucking thing. Dan Doyle, specifically. Uh, I was talking to him a lot. About just my experience there, and uh, with playing the basement, going to all the shows in the basement, and also booking the shows at BJ's with Pat Walker. Shout out Pat Walker. There you go, bud. Uh, and Dan Doyle is the uh, the new person in Fredonia who's who's kind of taken over what we were trying to do there when we were college students of trying to build that scene. And uh, you know, after a couple of years of a pandemic, not being able to have shows there. Uh, there's a bunch, the it, 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 the scene is still alive and well, uh, it seems more alive now than it ever has been. So, uh, it was super cool to see and super cool to talk to those dudes and man, it reminded me a lot of my college days, uh, of being this kind of eyes to the sky person and, and thinking anything was possible, uh, because it was there, you know, when you're in a mile within a mile, rather of, of all your closest friends and and being able to, uh, just come up with ideas and just go for it. You know, that's, that's all we did when we were there. Uh, and to see that is still happening with a lot of people and and following, you know, the seeing that the seeds we planted are, are blossoming, uh, is fucking so cool and rewarding on my end. And what was cool is for me was that these kids didn't know who the fuck I was, you know? And, and that's not, that's, you know, not what we wanted out of it. We didn't do this for us to be like, Oh, look at this cool thing that we did and and make it about us. It was like, no, let's have this live on and pass it down and have it be something that, uh, you know, future generations of people coming to the school can, can appreciate. Uh, and so that was cool to, to talk to them and, and see that they're still even using like the names of, you know, last call entertainment, which was the, what Pat and John Greenan and I, uh, called it when we, when we started it back in whatever, 2016 or 2015, whenever that was, and they're still rolling with it. And so, I mean, it was kind of fun to be like, you know, I could have started that. Uh, but it is really cool to see that it's still living on and they're still doing the thing. So, Shout out all those guys. Shout out Fredonia, New York stopped into BJ's, my old stomping grounds. Uh, my buddy, Jeff was behind the bar. Shout out Jeff. Uh, it was super fun, super great to sit down there. Uh, I was just in the best mood, like being there, uh, and going back, especially going back with Dan, uh, and Tom Brennan, shout out Tom was with us as well. And it was just great. Super nostalgic. And it was super fun. Uh, and also this past weekend was the hottest fucking weekend of all time in Buffalo, New York. Uh, I, each night this weekend, I came home, uh, desperately needing a shower. So Friday night, packed in a basement for that show. Saturday night, I was at a wedding. Sunday night, I went to see the story so far in Rochester, and I really, really wanted to talk about that because that was the story so far in Rochester. Was my first like big show back. I was saying it's my first show that had security. You know, your first like legit show at like an actual venue. Uh, went down to Rochester with my buddy, Maddie, shout out Maddie. Uh, and we, um, we, oh man, it was just so great. Uh, the whole experience, honestly, like start to finish the, the drive to Rochester is so easy. And I forgot about that. I haven't been there in a long time. And, uh, anthology, the venue it was at, is just a really fucking cool venue. Um, and it's super easy to get there. You literally get off right at right off the highway and it's right there parking lot right next to the venue there was this like uh brick oven pizza place we stopped in for dinner and it was like super quick you know able to eat and get out and uh get inside in time for the show to start so it was great got it uh, a great spot like right in the middle of the floor with all the homies uh movements played who movements is a band that uh i always liked i just never really um have been a giant fan, uh, and that's you no know, knock to them at all. That's more on you know my part of not really just paying attention to them. Uh, their first EP that came out in like 2016, I think, it was called Outgrown Things. I might be mixing that up with. it. I should fact check that right now. This is something I guess they're doing on this show, instead of saying incorrect things. Movements. Yeah, Outgrown Things. I was right. 2016 EP, super good EP that I really liked. Uh, and then the debut album came out and I think I listened to it like once or twice and then just kind of forgot about them. But, uh, it was cool though, because they came out and I had seen them live before actually also with the store so far. Uh, and they fucking are so good. That vocalist, the the lead singer of movements, that dude is unbelievably talented. He is a professionally trained musician, uh, and is really, really good captivating to watch. And I think, uh, most people who read at that show could probably agree with that. So. It was super cool, though. Um, Also, just, you know, got to see a ton of familiar faces that I hadn't seen in a long time, which was really fun. Um, And then, you know, Story So Far came out. And uh, it's funny. The Story So Far is a band that I've always considered, like, one of my favorite bands. But it really is telling. Uh, Like, this weekend, I kind of finally was just like, they are, like, my number one. Like, I fucking love that band so much. Uh, And they came out and, you know, I knew every single word to every song. And I think that's really the sign, you know, if you're going to a show and you know, every single word, to every single song they play without knowing the set list of like, you know, especially a band that's got, you know, four albums, uh, they could pick and choose anything. And, uh, there were a lot of surprises in there that they played that I didn't think they were going to play or not, wouldn't have expected them to play, I should say. And, uh, I was on cloud nine, man. It was, it was so cool, uh, to have that again, after not having it for so long, it made me appreciate it more, you know, um, I walked, I went into the show kind of, you know, a little apprehensive, a little nervous of just like, uh, you know, first show back, but first time being in this big of a crowd, you know, not really sure how to act. And I was like, I'm probably just going to like, you know, hang out in the back and watch or whatever. And my friends are hanging out in like the middle and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll stay here, see how it goes. And uh, you know, the, during movements, set a little bit of a pit opened up movements is, is a funny band to pit too, because there there's parts of their music. That's really heavy, but then it'll just like cut and get like really soft. So the pit doesn't last that long. Um, but I just kind of like, you know, stood outside of it and watched what was going on, whatever. And then by the time, uh, story so far came out, it was just game over. I was just in it and, and I'm, I'm pushing around in the mosh pit, which I haven't done in so long and I'm crowd surfing and I'm just jumping up and down. And, and my favorite thing about those kinds of shows, Uh, it's just kind of, you know, being in the shit, everybody's just, you know, it's hot as fuck in there. It's super sweaty and it's gross, but it's like, we're all in it together, you know? So it's like, there's there's no judgment for it. Uh, and my favorite part of it is just like when you you just lock eyes with a stranger in the middle of a song and you're both singing it and you kind of like sing it to each other. Uh, that might be a weird way to describe it, but it's a beautiful moment. Uh, and a, a cool thing to appreciate of like, we're all here for the same reason, you know what I mean? Of, uh, you know, whatever it is. And especially story so far lyrics, where they're just all like very yelly and and emotional. Um, it was just super fun. And, uh, I just had the, a fucking blast and, and driving, you know, driving home afterwards. I was talking to Maddie about it. And I'm just like, I feel so good. Like really? forgot to put my phone on fucking do not disturb I'm getting a FaceTime call from a person I haven't spoken to in five years and I'm not answering it alright sorry about that that was weird I'm not in my A game I'm not paying attention because i'm not wasn't planning on even doing a podcast i didn't do one last week and i'm just like ah i was thinking maybe just let it go till the album comes out just so i can focus on promoting the album but i could also just promote the album right from where i'm sitting so uh yeah so that story so far show was awesome um I just had a really fun busy weekend and my life has been insane i also like there's been uh I've been trying to make plans with people, see people, hang out with people at the end of the summer. You know, there's a, uh, everybody's trying to get everything in and, uh, I haven't been able to do anything. I also have been like behind on my shows and there's a bunch of movies I'm trying to watch and I just don't have any fucking time, but, uh, life is good, man. And it's cool to, to get to this point. Um, I also wanted to talk about the Kanye West, for a little bit and i know that's probably weird and maybe a little outside of what i usually talk about but fuck this guy is a complicated man and uh but he's a guy who intrigues me so much and i'm so interested in him and uh even with all the shitty things that he does and says there's like I'd still like i don't know there's something about him you know uh, and I've been, you know, a fan of his music my entire life, essentially, you know, since I was like 10 years old. Um, so that's probably what pulls me back. Yeah. I mean, it is what pulls me back into it, but so he announces, right. So like he, he talks about this Donda album and, he, and he's been talking about it for a while and it's going to drop this day and then this day and then this day, and then he's going to have an event at the Atlanta, uh, Falcons, uh, stadium. And then he's going to um, live there for a while, I guess, and finish the album. Cause I guess it wasn't done and all these things, uh, you know, and then it just, and, and it was annoying to me, like as a fan of just like, how much longer are we going to put up this guy's shit? You know what I mean? Of like, just like, you know, you're not going to drop the album. You're going to get people excited and you're, you're going to say, fuck your fans, and, like whatever. Um, and then, you know, you slowly can, the, the realization I'm kind of getting to is just like this is what he does like he loves being shitty to his fans he loves being a troll like that's what he is but he somehow tries to justify it by the music um which to me is shitty but hold on let me backtrack for a second he's teasing the album forever i'm getting pissed right and i wasn't a big fan of his last two projects anyway so i'm like whatever fuck this guy. I'm not even going to listen to it. Then the album comes out and I'm like, fuck. So I listen to it. Uh, while I'm doing some other things, you know, not like I have time to give it a full listen, but uh, I just have it on in the background while I'm doing a bunch of other shit and it's good. And I'm mad. And I'm, I'm so mad that it's good because of everything that I already mentioned you know, and right before the album comes out, he pulls this stunt with, where he brings out, he has another event, and he brings out DaBaby and Marilyn Manson, which is obviously problematic, if you're not aware, Uh, DaBaby was rapping at Lollapalooza, I believe, uh, and went on some really bizarre rant that was uh, extremely homophobic, Um, something about Uh, if you're not getting AIDS or if you're not uh, men fucking men, then put a hand in the air or some shit. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said. I remember listening to it and be like, Jesus, that is a a real out there take to make. Like, seemed like he was definitely fucked up on some shit saying that, but you can't be saying that. So I know he got dropped from some stuff and, and, uh, you know, losing a lot of support from people, whatever. Uh, and so Kanye brings him out. Yeah, that's, that happens. So then, but then Marilyn Manson is, uh, that dude, I mean, obviously that dude's fucked. Like when a bunch of accusations came about, about that guy, was anybody like, huh, he seems like a straight shooter, you know? Uh, that whole thing, like a bunch of ex, um, girlfriends of his and a ton of people came out, uh, claiming emotional abuse, sexual abuse, um, all sorts of fucked up allegations which is like again like nobody's surprised at this like he doesn't seem like a uh, emotionally well-balanced person um so obviously fuck fuck that you know uh and then kanye brings him out and that obviously that one pisses me off more than the baby one um because i don't know sexual abuse versus homophobia i i know apples and oranges i suppose they're still fucking both bad but it's like one i guess is at least redeemable if you try to learn and grow from it the other one i'm gonna say not redeemable and you should be charged for your crimes (laughs) uh but yeah he does this right and i'm obviously like fuck this dude and everybody says fuck this and fuck this guy uh, and I don't know why I still listen to the album after that. Cause I know I shouldn't want to support him after that, but I just was curious, you know, after all these things, I'm like, all right, what does it sound like? You know? And I want to listen to it because West Side Gun and Conway the Machine were both on it, who are rappers from Buffalo, and I love them and and love Griselda, and so, you know, I wanted to hear that, so. Um, But I listened to the album, and it is good, and that makes me mad. So then I start thinking about it a lot, you know, and I start thinking about the history of Kanye West and how fucking nuts this guy is, you know? Obviously, he's mentally ill. He has bipolar disorder. He's very open about it. Uh, But I went down, like, a little bit of a Kanye rabbit hole, after the album came out and he, I watched rewatch an interview from a few years ago when he released the album. Yay. Um, where he was on Jimmy Kimmel and dude, he talks for so long about so much shit. And the entire time I'm like, this guy is either the smartest or dumbest person in the world. And I, it's so hard to tell. And that's what, intrigues me about him you know uh and he starts saying a bunch of stuff about you know the the album cover of Ye said i hate being bipolar it's awesome and he took goes into that and talks about he references his uh tmz moment which was like a big moment in kanye's career you know where he like completely lashed out and and freaked the fuck out uh and kind of we kind of witnessed his mental downfall uh on TMZ and so he references that and talks about like why it was good that it happened you know and like because that's what got him to whatever the next step so like silver linings and everything I I guess was his point um and that his mental illness is what makes him uh part of you know it's part of the the creative genius in him uh and he mentions a point about the TMZ interview where he says that He is, you know, one of the only people that can have something like that happen and not lose any success, like still be just as successful. And that's when I started to think about everything that he does. And I'm thinking about him supporting Donald Trump and wearing a MAGA hat and like all this shit. And, and then, you know, the thing with the baby and, uh, Marilyn Manson. And I'm thinking about those two things specifically, and it's just as like, this dude is just what he's a troll. He literally does this shit to piss people off and then prove that he could still be successful while going against everything that society says, uh, or not society, but just like, you know, what, you know, people with a moral compass, I suppose, say is fucked up, um, And so, you know, and I want to clarify that I'm not defending this man at all because I think it's such fucking bullshit, Uh, and I think he's an asshole, and I think his mental illness does not excuse any of it. Um, But it it's almost like an Andy Kaufman thing to me that this guy just like loves pissing people off, uh, just to prove to himself that he can like try to be a PR nightmare, and still have success. And I think it's less to blame on him and more to blame on the people who continue to support him. And I guess that might be, you know, I mean, I listen to it. Right. Um, so maybe it's us, you know, maybe we need to look in the mirror and see that we should care a little bit more. But I feel like that's also a thing that's just like exclusive in hip hop that like the hip hop community in general, like hip hop fans, like don't give a fuck. Like, if you can make music, that's good enough. Like they don't care. Like fans are just not going to care. Like it's still going to sell. And I think that is like zooming out. Like that is the bigger problem is that in, I don't know, I guess mainstream culture, we have this, we, we care more about ourselves than the greater good. Right. And we care more about, uh like instinctually we care more about things that are appealing to us, right? And that's kind of what I mean by if the music's good enough, we let people get away with things easier. Or if the art is good enough, you let the artist you could sep- I think it's easier to separate the art from the artist that the art is good enough. Um and I think that goes to that point. And that is I've I've never felt so conflicted about like enjoying art before like this, you know, and I'm on social media and I'm reading people's takes on it and I'm just like, uh, you know, and a lot of people have good takes. A lot of people have, uh, here's one take that pissed me off is I saw someone say something about like, I think you all just need to admit that Kanye's music hasn't been good in a long time. And it's like, all right, if we're all going to be, you know, throwing out these opinions out here, we could talk about how Kanye has done some shitty things. He's done a lot of shitty things, right? He's done a lot of things that I think, um, are quote unquote cancelable, right? He's done things that should not give him a career anymore, right? That should have him losing support of people. All right. Uh, but his music, like, like I said, I wasn't a fan of, uh, whatever. Jesus is King. Uh, it was weird. I didn't like it. Yay. Yay fine it was forgettable kids see ghosts with kid Cody was amazing life of pablo was one of the best things he ever did and how is is as objectively it is a good it is an amazing piece of hip-hop and pop music it like it's it's it is it just is so a take like that it's like all right that's a bad take but what i'm saying is people are mad that people are still listening to kanye or whatever but there's a lot of people who are just like you know, can separate the art from the artist and just listen to it sonically and under who, who have an understanding of what goes into this kind of production and be able to appreciate, holy shit, like he really is going next level on this shit. You know what I mean? Like he really is. Uh, And it's a tough thing that I find myself battling with. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Because it's, I feel so weird about it trying to, especially because of a person who has such a focus on my mental compass, right? And like what the right thing to do is. And I talk to my buddy Steven about it all the time. Uh, Steven's actually the one who got married over the weekend. So congrats, Steven. Uh, but he's also, you know, a longtime Kanye West fan and also is a person who lives by a moral compass uh, and tries to live very strict on that. And so him and I discussed it pretty pretty intensely of just, like, dude, like, fuck Kanye West, but also, he's still one of the best to ever do it, like, still actively making some of the best music that's out there, uh, and I don't think we can, like, and we can't ignore that, and that's, like, the genius of Kanye, you know what I mean, and I, and I don't say that to defend him or say that he should be allowed to do these things, I'm saying he has mainstream culture in a chokehold that he can I guess Um, and that's fucked up and I think that says more about our culture as like what we accept and what we let slide than it does about him doing it maybe I don't know I don't know if I'm the right person to weigh in on it or if I'm smart enough to weigh in on it but it's got me fucking super conflicted Um, which I don't know I hope that doesn't make anybody mad, uh, that, that I feel the way I do. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a well-balanced opinion to, to, or a well-balanced take to have. Uh, and I still haven't said, like, this is the first time I've like said anything about it, I guess publicly, because I was gonna like, I, cause I didn't know how to feel. I was just taking in what everybody else was saying about it. Um, and you know i formed my own opinion on the album itself and you know i was listening you know i see things from like hardcore kanye fans and i see things from people who are not going to put up with that kind of shit and uh everything in between and uh it's a weird position to be in as a an appreciator of just good art in general um and also a person who just also tries to follow a moral compass and not support artists that do shitty things um yeah it's crazy going on to an artist that doesn't do shitty things as far as I know and is still breaking barriers uh, across all boards is Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem who I guess is his younger cousin uh, if you haven't heard it or as you haven't heard it Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem released a song called Family Ties uh, and they put out a music video for it so if you haven't heard it I highly recommend watching the music video with the song um on the best possible screen you can watch it on and the best quality speakers that you can listen to it on it is insane uh it's so good both visually and audibly like the beat changes like four or five times both of them are just doing shit like that is just so like eons above what anybody else is doing in my opinion Uh, And and the music video as well, the same thing is just like, whoa, like just like, man, my my little brother said something really when we were watching. He was like, dude, he's like Kendrick Lamar just sits and watches everybody else try for a while. And then he comes out and says, fuck you. And he does it every time it it is insane. He literally is like we are he is a god amongst men really as far as being an artist goes. He dude he's not really in the public eye all that much. You know, and uh yeah, I love that about him that he just kind of sits in the background. And the way my brother said it was so like true. Like he just like lets everybody else do their thing of like as hip hop grows and kind of changes and, and these trends start to, you know, uh, come in and come out and, uh, and then he, Kendrick Lamar just shows up and just shits all over it. And it's just, it just completely raises the bar. Uh, and it's phenomenal to see, uh, as a fan of hip hop. So, uh, listen to that. And, uh, I guess that goes to show that you can have, uh, you know, groundbreaking art and have the artists still be a good, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything a lot about country. I know he's like an activist. um, and He does like mention a few things like that in this, in this song um, that he's kind of been doing some activist work in the background, which I also fucking love. Um, So I would much rather be a fan or a Stan, if you will, of someone like that um, who is creating amazing art and also like using the powers that they do have uh, to put good back into the world, I suppose. So I guess that's the way you're probably supposed to do it. Uh, But Kanye proves that it's not the way that you have to do it, which is fucked up. And it really fucks me up to think about. It's nuts. Um, Another thing, oh, man, Uh, the music world is just nuts right now. The band Turnstile put out this album uh, on Friday that just absolutely, I I keep saying it's an era-defining album. Um, I don't know what, I mean, this pandemic happened, and a bunch of really talented artists just honed down and were like, fucking made some amazing things happen. Uh, This Turnstile, so Turnstile's like, I guess a hardcore band. Uh, I saw them open for Uh, they were on the, every time I die Christmas show a few years ago and they were really good. I didn't really understand like what their angle was. Uh, I had never heard of them before that. Uh, but I enjoyed watching the performance a lot. It was was very captivating. Uh, but this, this album they put out was just absolutely nuts and I can't stop talking about it. It's just like, it's so beyond like anything I've ever heard in that style of music. Like it's so genre blending, uh but done in in such a good way like they really pull elements out of a bunch of different things and mix it together in a way that works so well and it's so digestible um to like even like the average listener like even if you're not into heavy music like I think it's a really digestible album uh and I don't know how they did that but they did i i would never be a good music journalist or a good uh music reviewer because i'm not i don't have a very extensive vocabulary or like know enough about these kinds of things but i know when i hear something like that and it's just like i just can't stop you know and i want to know everything about it and and there's this like uh a cool thing that they did too they released four singles for the album and released it as, like, its own, like, project, as, like, an intro to the album before the album came out, and then they did this, uh, like, 11-minute music video that was for all four songs that is, again, was something that was just visually so compelling, Uh, and, like, you know, it felt like, almost like, you know, hip-hop videos are always the best that kind of always have been um that hip-hop videos are always like the next like just so it's so competitive to have like the best video that they just keep getting better um where a lot of times in like other alternative genres you you don't really see i mean there's good videos but it's never really anything too uh invested i guess but this turnstile video felt like i was watching like a hip-hop like project it was really really cool Um, so even if you're not a fan of like heavy music, I would highly recommend checking out turnstile and watching that love connection. I think the album's called love connection, but the love connection visual that's on YouTube. It's really good. Um, other than that, I don't know what else there is to say. I'm very busy. I'm very tired. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to put something out and kind of just check in, um, mentally I'm doing all right. Uh, which is good to feel, but I'm also feel like I'm kind of going to crash and burn at some point, uh, with all this happening, but maybe not, you know, it's all good things. Right. So I guess I should be optimistic. Uh, man, I need a vacation at some point. That's for sure. But, uh, podcast is going to keep going. Uh, until I go on tour. And I think I've said that before. So I've got a bunch of cool guests lined up. Um, I should probably start scheduling those. Um, This is the thing that I don't want this to just fall on the wayside uh, just because my life's getting busy, which is why I'm taking the time to do this now, even though I should be doing other things. But yeah, so new post prom songs out. Thank you to everybody who's been listening to it and sharing it. Uh, Please continue to do so. Uh, It really means a lot and helps us out. Uh, You know, we've been getting hit up by a lot of people, uh just telling us how much they love the song, which is great because we've worked so hard on this uh and did it all ourselves. So um just it's it's been really fun. Uh and I hope that keeps happening. So there's two more songs coming out before the album. Uh and I really hope everybody enjoys it and checks it out uh and come see us live when we're playing. And uh I think that's all I got, man. Uh get vaccinated if you haven't heard me, go off about that too much. Um, dude, I have no... All right, I'll go into it just for a little bit. But I, I am so like... Uh, uh, what's the expression I'm looking for? I don't know. I just keep solidifying more and more that I am so good with removing these kinds of people from my life that are just like... Uh, can't understand the importance of the vaccine you know uh can't understand that this is how this ends you know like that's how we get out of this um and it's just like the more i learn you know it, it's funny that there's so much uh these unvaccinated people or anti-vaxxers whatever the fuck you want to call them there's shame behind it because they are not publicly speaking about it you know but then you find out and when you find out, uh, it's interesting, and you start to realize a lot about people. Uh, and yeah, I just don't fuck with you, uh, and I have no problem saying that. I have no problem letting people out of out of my life uh, that don't realize this, because to me, it's so fucking obvious, dude. And I refuse, I refuse to let anybody feel validated or that that their opinion of not getting it should matter, uh, because it doesn't. And fuck you. This is the I Am Your Friend podcast. Uh, See you soon.